this episode of CougarCast, brought to you by, you guessed it, CareerWise, CareerWise with a Z, CareerWise, the good folks at CareerWise want you to know that the field of medical coding is expected to be one of the fastest growing career fields in the world over the next decade. That's why they're so excited to let you know that you can learn how to become a medical coder by going to CareerWise.com. It's an online training course to help teach you the skills necessary to enter the good paying field of medical coding. And if you dedicate yourself to your studies, you can even find a job opportunity where you can work from home. Wow. You can get your education from home. You can work from home. You will never have to leave home ever. <laughs> Speaking about never leaving home, BYU, geez, we've been at home games just, you know, like wild. I don't think we've had a road game in over a month. Anyway, the folks at CareerWise want you to get more information. If you're interested about a potential job, in the field of medical coding, or you just want to learn a little bit more about what it is, go to careerwise.com. That's career, W-I-Z-E.com, careerwise.com. And remember, it's wise with a Z. And now, it's time for Cougar Kids. Greetings. <laughs> My name is Keith Schertz, and this is CougarCast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Lewis, I'm very sorry. This week has been a wild one in my life, personally. So, haven't been able to get this out any quicker. So, this is going to be a rapid-fire version of CougarCast, because we don't have long till kickoff. So, if you were able to catch this before the show, I really appreciate it. If you weren't, I'm very sorry. We'll do better. The Northern Illinois Huskies make their way to Lavelle Edwards Stadium to take on Zach Wilson and the BYU Cougars. Zach Wilson expected to make his second start under center and probably more likely from shotgun against Northern Illinois. Now, Let me just give you the quick and dirty here. The problem with Northern Illinois as a football team is that they are one half of a football team. In some ways, you may think that they've just put one side of the ball (laughs) on the field all season and the other, they've just decided not to even bother. So... Uh, the Northern Illinois offense is really, it's its garbage. It's really bad. The Northern Illinois rushing attack is 77th in the country. They're getting about 160 yards per game this season. And that, you know, you might say is not so bad, except for the fact that they're averaging 3.7 yards per carry overall for the entire season. And that is their most successful side of the ball. They've got eight touchdowns rushing over seven games this year. Not great. 
Offensively, I hinted at it, is absolutely disgusting for the Huskies. In fact, for passing for them, this is wild. Okay, Their team passer rating this season, they're 123rd in passing yards per game. They're getting 135 yards a game on average. And they are absolutely terrible. This is just this. If you were, let me put it this way. If you were disappointed with the play of Tanner Mangum, okay, the Northern Illinois quarterbacks this year have a passer rating, a combined passer rating of 98.67. Tanner Mangum is a solid 25 points in front of them. So, yeah, yikes, okay? Average yards per attempt. Again, this has been the number one thing um, that helps give an indication to the explosiveness of a team, and it's the thing that predicts victory better than any other stat. And Northern Illinois' average yards per attempt passing the football are 4.4. It's rotten. Absolutely abomination when it comes to passing the football. So what does that mean for the BYU defense? Well, it means that they ought to be able to make some things happen for themselves in a very positive way. You would think that it should be a good night trying to slow down what Northern Illinois is going to try to do against BYU. Because, look, as far as I'm concerned, I just don't see Northern Illinois being able to be effective passing the football. Their 4.4 yards per attempt is second to last. Only Rutgers is more terrible. And, you know, when the State College of New Jersey is right behind you or right in front of you, you know it's not going well, at least on the football field. Okay, here's Northern Illinois' progress through the season, okay? Against Eastern Illinois, they won. So against the Division II team, or the FCS team, 38-10. They went and played Iowa. Uh, Actually, they were at home for that game. They lost 33-7. That's fine. Iowa's really tough. They lost to Utah and Salt Lake City, 17-6. They then lost, or excuse me, they won at Central Michigan, 24-16. And in that game, they had a defensive touchdown that made the difference for them. They went and played at home against Florida State and lost 37-19. They then picked up a win in overtime over Eastern Michigan. They were finally able to get to 26 points. Uh, 26-23, they beat Ball State 24-16, and they also got a victory over Northern, or, or sorry, over Ohio, the Bo- the Bobcats. So here they are, right? They f- they figured out how to scrap together four wins with one of the worst offenses in the country, and their only losses against Division One or FCS team, or sorry, FBS teams have been to Iowa, Utah, and Florida State. So what does this mean? How does that stack up? Right Against Power 5 teams, they lose. And then against teams in the FBS, who are you know not Power 5 teams in their conference, they win by cobbling together 24 points in three of the games and 26 in the other. 
And all of those games have been within eight. All of them. They, they, it's amazing to me. They've had two games this year finish 24-16. 24-16. So that's, uh, that's kind of a weird thing with them. But I just think when you look at Northern Illinois, the Huskies, with their inability to move the football, if you can score a little bit on them, and if you can move the football and put them behind, they're in trouble. If you can take away the run as a viable option for them and force them to pass a little bit more, you're going to cruise. First quarter is going to be absolutely enormous against Northern Illinois. Even if it doesn't go well, you should be fine because, again, I don't expect an offensive explosion. Here's how you lose to Northern Illinois. You allow them special teams touchdowns, you give them short fields, and you give them an opportunity to score on defense as well. It's about turnovers. It's about massively big, big mistakes. In his second start, Zach Wilson is going to have to avoid those massively big, big mistakes. And, of course, you want to avoid them in all games. But, really, Northern Illinois only beats BYU in Provo if BYU spots them and gives them some help. That's the only way they make that lift. Because it is a pretty big uphill thing for them to be able to come here and to score enough points on our defense, which is pretty good. And especially against a Northern Illinois offense, they should be just fine holding Northern Illinois to that magic number in this program, 24 or less. I would count on it. BYU is going to keep them to sub 20 points. The question then is, is BYU going to be able to generate enough offense to really make Northern Illinois uncomfortable? Are they going to be able to put together enough points early on to put them out of you know reach so that they have to go to their terrible 4.4 yards per attempt um, you know work? So that's sort of that's sort of the main thing now. This is the problem. Northern Illinois a half a team. And as much as I dislike their offense, I really like what they do defensively. In particular, they got a guy, a defensive end, who if you are a fan, you're going to love. He's a little undersized. And so I don't know what they're going to think about him in the NFL. He's a six foot two twenty five defensive end. But I want you to think kind of uh, he's sort of their Kyle Vannoy. Uh, last season... He scored two touchdowns on fumble returns. He averaged uh, two and a quarter tackles for loss per game and over a sack per game last year. He also had nearly five tackles per game, and he's very good in the field with several pass breakups, and he forced several fumbles as well. So Sutton Smith, number 15, this sophomore, or excuse me, he's now a junior, so he busted on as a as a sophomore last year. He had that big year, averaged two tackles for loss and a sack um, every single game the whole year. And now teams know about him, and they're blocking him, and they're aware of who he is and what he can do to cause you problems. And here we go. 
What has he done this year? He's averaged a sack per game and two tackles for loss. <laughs> he, he's put up about the same numbers. He's, he is absolutely tough. And he's one of those players where I feel like if he was a little bit bigger and if he was at a different program, you know, obviously we'd all know about him and know more about him, but he is their star player. He's somebody that potentially has a a chance to get into the NFL um, if he can just be so undeniable with his playmaking ability. This year he, uh, he returned a punt. And he actually returned it after blocking. So he has been absolutely a force, again, defensively. And again, through seven games, he's got four forced fumbles this year. So he's a havoc maker for that Husky defense. And he and he's somebody that I think you have to be really mindful of if you're that offensive line making blocks. And they move him all over the place. So he's he's an interesting player. Sutton Smith, number 15. And you always like it when a defensive end has an athlete's number like 15. Uh, you know that they're usually going to be pretty disruptive. I know that that's kind of this weird thing. But I, I, I always think if you see a number like 15 at defensive end, it, it it usually works out that that's a pretty good player. Uh, other good players. I like their whole linebacking core. DeVoe, he wears 37. Um, and I really like Pew. He's a good, solid player. And the finally, uh, Antonio Jones Davis. Pew is one of those players who, you know, you know how there's that weird thing that announcers do where they say he's a football player. <laughs> they're watching a, they're it's like a John Grudenism, right? When you'd watch Monday Night Football, he would watch the game, and there's a bunch of people wearing pads with helmets on, thrown around the pigskin, and the color commentator's way of describing the player on the field is to say, he's a football player. And I don't know, it doesn't quite feel the same as when somebody said, the you know, like, that's the comedian's comedian. It, it doesn't feel the same as that idea. Um... It's like, of all football players, he's the football players that football players wish they played like, right? But there's always a type that fits this idea. Oh, that's a football player. (laughs) I I just think that that's a really funny thing that happens when you watch games. And it's this, like, cliche that has arisen uh, as, you know, you watch a lot of football. Uh, But Kyle Pugh is a really tough player, and he does a lot of things uh, really well. Uh, but the real playmaker for them at linebacker, so if Sutton Smith's you know, getting the job done and you're committing more to handle Sutton Smith on that defensive line, Antonio Jones Davis is making all sorts of plays all over the field constantly. He's averaging over 10 tackles a game. So, yeah. If there was a guy on the BYU football team to be announced as a football player, I guess I would say that's probably going to be like Matt Hadley. That's how they'd put it because he like runs the football and he also plays defense and, you know, he's physical. (laughs) He's a football player. Well, yeah. So anyway, I think I know what they mean. I just feel like we got to we got to figure it out. Um, But anyway, so the big one here is Sutton Smith, that defensive that defensive end, man. 
you've really got to keep your eyes on him and, and find a way to negate what he does. Because if you're not careful about that, you're really, really going to have some problems. And Zach Wilson's going to have some issues. The other issue is, is again, I like their linebacking core. I like their ability to kind of contain a lot of what Zach Wilson's going to do. I think that Northern Illinois is going to look and give a dedicated spy to Zach Wilson on almost every down and rely on Zach Wilson to actually make some reads and throw the football. They're not going to allow him to feel comfortable with, you know, uh, bringing his eye level down, which he did. He's a freshman and, and begin looking for running lanes. What you're going to see is, is that he's going to have to solve and figure out how to make some throws. I think he's going to force some throws and, and I, there might be a couple bad ones here. And again, that all of that makes me worried. So this is really going to be an interesting thing because you need Wilson to make some big plays for you and to be effective early on in the game and give you a nice cushion because I think if you get a little lead on Northern Illinois, they're buried. They'll break. That sideline knows that they're half a team. And so if you can get a couple touchdowns up, if you can get 17, 14 up, I I think that they're going to, They'll still play hard and everything else, but there isn't going to... There are too many games into the season. They know what they are. I, I just don't see them uh, rallying and fighting like... Uh, like um, <laughs> Frankly, fighting like all the weirdos in my ward who were trying to get in line early. <laughs> it was like a stampede, man, uh, to, to get to the chili cook-off. Um, chilies. They said the prayer, okay, now you can eat. And it was like, it was wild. It was like rabid animals uh, running uh, to the thing. It would have been nice if, you know, like we said, like, you know, let's let all like the <laughs> the elderly folks go get their food. But no, there I was looking at, uh, you know, old sister snow stand like, you know, a hundred people back in line. And <laughs> meanwhile, you know, there were people who sprinted up and anyway, heck, you know. It's it's chilly. I don't know how hungry you have to be, but chill out. There's time. There's everyone's gonna get some. <laughs> uh, fortunately, uh, our receivers are bringing in footballs thrown by Zach Wilson. The way those people are going after the chili, and so I guess that's a good thing. I guess it's good. Maybe it's a good thing. But we we definitely want to see. Uh, the receivers make a few big plays and be smart out there. And sometimes I think there's going to be a couple times where the receiver actually does a, a pass breakup. I, I just think that this defense is going to do enough and is talented enough to really confuse Zach Wilson and, and give him a lot of things to think about and a lot of things to, you know, confuse him. They know what he is now. They've got a little tape on him and they're going to be able to try their best to put him into uncomfortable situations and give him things that he probably hasn't seen before. Northern Illinois can do that, and they will do that, and they're pretty effective at it. And so, you know, this entire season for them has been about their the turnover margin um, against you know against uh, Power Five teams, right? They are actually plus seven in those games. They've gained seven turnovers. 
That's in five, or excuse me, in three games against Power 5 teams. Against non-Power 5 teams, they forced another seven. So 14 takeaways in seven games. They're, they're, they're going to take away the football a couple times. And honestly, that's exactly how they've been able to put themselves in that position and, and do that. A takeaway defensively for BYU is even more effective, and it's going to really hurt Northern Illinois. But again, their scoring prospects aren't as you know strong, <laughs> so points for them are at a premium. You know, and, and and another wacky thing that could happen that could hurt BYU in this game is you know Skylar Southam. We like him, and we like how strong his leg is. We want to see more consistency from him. He's been spotty. And so I think if he has a weird night and misses a couple kicks, it could be an interesting night against Northern Illinois, potentially, especially if they are able to confuse and bamboozle Zach Wilson in his second ever start. And I think they're going to have some success uh, doing that. So it's going to be a fascinating thing to see the progress of the offense, okay, and my sense is that the offense is only going to have to be successful maybe on four of their drives. If they're successful on four, maybe five of their drives, they're going to be fine. Um, because I just, I, unless there's a punt return, a, a kickoff return, a, a defensive touchdown, or, or, or a really short field, I just don't see Northern Illinois' offense getting all that much done. And so they're not, I just don't see them scoring more than 20 points against that BYU defense. So, and I do think that there's a pathway to score at least three touchdowns against Northern Illinois, um, especially with uh, the rumored return of Squally Canada. So, there you go. Watch out for Sutton Smith, number 15 on the defensive line. He's the guy to watch out for. He's a kind of player that you look back and kind of remember watch playing. He just stands out like a sore thumb when you watch him on tape because you go, man, he's aggressive. He creates so much havoc out there. It just looks like there's always something good that's going to happen around him. And like I said, they're different players, different builds, all that stuff, different positions. But it kind of reminds me of Kyle Van Noy and the, and the trouble he would cause opposing offenses. So he's somebody that they're going to really have to account for. And, and if they're not careful, he'll make them pay. Okay, again, sorry for the lateness of this uh, this week's podcast. I hope that uh, you'll enjoy watching the football game. I know I will. Get your kids out there and yourself, even if you need to. You know, go get some candy, 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 candy. Enjoy your Halloween. Go Cougars. And we'll be with you next week.